I don't think it's on. Oh no, it is on the right input. We're all good. Sorry about that, but that should... Yeah, there we go. Perfect. You're all good for now. Lovely. Okay. Um, so, uh, my talk today is entitled, uh, How Does God Speak to Us? Uh, I want to spend some time thinking about that. Um, I don't aim to provide an exhaustive list, um, and nor do I intend to instruct uh, people on how to listen to God. Um, sort of see this talk more as uh, I want to share some thoughts and reflections on hearing from God. Um, and the idea of this talk uh, was very strongly influenced um, by some visitors we had to Dayspring a couple of months ago. Um, so we had Dave, Reed, John and Alison uh, come and they spoke to uh, quite a few of us prophetically. Um, and when John spoke to me, um, he said two things. Um, he said, you do hear from God. Um, and he followed up with, um, I've never seen anybody more in tune to messages from the throne. Now, this talk is not an attempt for me to try and big myself up. I don't relish the spotlight at all. Um, but it got me thinking that perhaps I should, I should spend some time thinking about how I hear from God um, and how that works for me. So, uh, firstly, as um, many of you know, because I've mentioned it in talks uh, before, um, during lockdown in 2020, I got into the Bible app in a really big way. Um, now, one thing that they added to the app, uh, or at least became more prominent in the app recently, is badges. And I do love a good badge. Um, I like to have things to earn towards. Um, I will say that badges isn't what motivates me in, in the Bible app. I actually find trying to specifically earn badges a little too task-driven for something that shouldn't be task-driven. Um, but uh, when it came to February this year, I did earn a badge, and that badge was for 100 plans completed. Um, now, it's worth saying that some of these plans might just be three or five days. Some of them might be more than a month long. Um, but that's not really uh, the point. Uh, the point here is that 100 plans means that I must have had a lot of different voices providing me with commentary on Bible passages, um, because most of these plans come with a little uh, bit to read as well that someone's written. And I think one thing that's really important is that we shouldn't assume in any way that we're an expert when we're reading the Bible. Um, and equally, I don't think we should give too much credit to any one commentator, although of course there will be people who we prefer. Um, and I found that by exposing myself to many different voices and ideas, um, it's given an opportunity for God to speak to me and for me to get a deeper insight into uh, passages. Sorry. Um, and so I, sort of when I'm reading, I have to take the viewpoint, look, whoever's written this has a relationship with Jesus, they've read their Bible, uh, and this is their viewpoint on this particular passage. Um, and so even if they're providing me with a commentary where I go, Hmm, I'm not sure if I agree with that. I have to think about it because I have to go, well, the person who wrote this is a Christian as well. Their viewpoint must have come from, from some theology. So I don't, certainly don't just dismiss it and go, oh, I don't agree with that. And so I've been challenged and I've weighed things and sort of that challenge also comes from the Holy Spirit speaking to you as you're reading the Bible as well. Um, and sort of the point of this is that therefore... Uh, reading lots of different Bible plans has been a really easy way for me to gain a deeper understanding of the Bible and particularly um, 
you know, as I've been uh, sort of a Christian for coming up for 20 years now, it's been a really important way to deepen my own faith and mature a bit um, as, I, as I come into that time of my life. Um, now, one of the reasons I encourage this is um, I find the idea of, uh, you know, when I think about commentaries, I find the idea of reading a book on theology quite daunting. Um, being uh, a parent to two children and having a full-time job, sort of sitting down and reading deep, heavy stuff, I find quite difficult to think about doing. So for me, sort of two to ten minutes on the bus in the morning, depending on the specific plan I'm reading, is a lot more accessible. Um, but it's very useful in terms of giving me ways to consider ideas and deepen those ideas. So yeah, the Bible um, app is definitely one thing that I would continue to, to recommend, especially if you find that you struggle um, with getting into reading the Bible. And they've recently added um, some functionality to read stuff to you as well. So if reading isn't your thing, there's a, another aspect to that now as well. Um, so the next thing I wanted to think about was circumstance. Um, because something that's become clear to me is that God definitely speaks through circumstances in our life. However, I have for a long time struggled with the concept of a God incidence, which is a phrase lots of people use. And the simple reason I struggle with it is from a mathematical perspective, it doesn't hold up very well as an idea. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a maths teacher, I did a maths degree, so this is something that I think about. Because the idea of a God incidence and the issue is that, that people often phrase it as, oh, you know, that thing happened to me and how likely is it that would happen to me? But the counter argument is, well, how likely is that would happen to someone? And it goes from very unlikely to very likely. So mathematically, I often struggle with the idea of a God incidence. And so you could argue it's just chance. And what this is for me is this is an example of where I have to put personal faith into action. So I have to believe that a God incidence is a God incidence, and I have to choose to believe that as well. And I have to fully recognize that I could be wrong and it could have just happened by chance. And actually what I've just described there is exactly what faith is all about. So I'm going to do a quick jump into the Bible and read Hebrews 11 verses 1 to 2 for you. And it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. After this point, this passage then goes on to list a long list of individuals who showed great faith in the Old Testament. And it is a really powerful passage and well worth a read um, if you are not familiar with it. Um, and note here that faith is described about having confidence in what we hope for. For me personally, something miraculous isn't a miracle until I choose to believe it's a miracle. And that's actually really important. And so I have to be confident in what I know, what I've experienced, even recognising that it could be false. And it goes on in this passage to say this is what the ancients were commended for. Now, Carol um, spoke a few weeks ago when, uh, when we were here about Daniel, and she made a really good point about us tending to read Bible passages with hindsight. 
And in this Hebrews 11 passage, the long list of people who showed great faith, they probably didn't know if it was worth it. They didn't see the outcome. It's easy to list them and talk about all the great things that came from their faith, but when they lived their life, they probably didn't always see the things they had great faith for. Um, and there's a further point in Hebrews 11 which summarizes this really well, and that's verses 13 to 16. Um, so Hebrews 11, 13 to 16 says, All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So the point of all of this is that we have to choose to have faith. And there's certainly no way to know that faith is right. We can't easily provide, and certainly can't provide a concrete argument that it's a good thing. There were only a few individuals in the Bible who were fortunate enough to see the reward of their faith. So we can't assume that we will. Now, how does all of this relate to listening to God, which is the point of the talk? I'm going to give you a simple example. When I come to writing my talks, I actually really struggle at the start because I'm not given normally by Dave a direction. He just gives me a date and then I have to prepare. Um, so I never really know what I'm supposed to be writing. Um, this section, which I've just done with you on faith, it, was pre it came to me mid-preparation. Um, and at that time, I still didn't really know if I wanted the talk to be called How Does God Speak to Us? Um, it was just sort of, I thought it probably would end up being that, and I was carrying on writing and hoping it would come together. Um, and whilst I was writing this bit, um, I'd been searching YouTube for the song A uh, Hundred Billion Times by Hillsong, which I'll come to shortly why I was searching that. Uh, and as I put that into YouTube, an advert popped up on my search results. And the advert was, God speaks to you, learn how to answer him, come pray with us today. Now for some people, preparing a talk, that would probably give them a real boost and think, yeah, I'm onto something. My default response is cynicism. Um, I know predictive algorithms are written to align with interests. I know a Google search that I made earlier relating to my talk could well have just bumped that up the search results list. So. I had and have to choose to believe that when that advert pops up, God's actually confirming to me I'm on the right track. And that's where the faith comes in. It's the seeing that and choosing to think that is God speaking to me, that is God telling me that's what he wants the talk to be about. And faith is a really active choice. You really have to believe God is speaking to you. And that's when you can begin to see him speaking more and more. Now, the way I just described God speaking, you may or may not have noticed was a little bit curious because I used the phrase, see him speaking. And of course, 
if you're talking about speaking, it really should be hear him speaking. Shouldn't we really hear him? I don't believe God speaks to us audibly very often. I have one instance in my life where I can very strongly recall hearing God speak. Um, and sometimes he does use others to speak to you, and that is, of course, audible. But I think very often the way God speaks to us is through what we see. The Psalms are a really good example of this. Psalm 103, verses 10 to 12, it's probably a very familiar verse to some of you, says the following. Uh, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So here, David's understanding of forgiveness is really based on his visual understanding of the skies and the landscape around him. Here we see that it's, it's David's understanding of what he sees that has given him a greater understanding of God. The reason I was Googling, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the song 100 Billion Times, is it's a beautiful example of how God speaks through creation. Um, and I'm just going to read a line from the song to you. And as you speak, 100 billion galaxies are born. In the vapour of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. 100 billion galaxies. Now, that's a lot of galaxies. It might not be a strictly accurate figure. From a quick Google, there may actually be more, but we don't quite know. Um, but it gives an estimate of how big the universe is. Now, I get to do a little bit of maths here. What is 100 billion? Okay. Um, well, the simple way to describe it is it's a one followed by 11 zeros. Or you could call that one times 10 to the 11. But maybe numbers aren't your thing. And I do want to try and get an appreciation as to the scale of this number. So, that's 1 times 10 to 11, 100 billion. But let's start with 1 times 10 to the 6 metres, because we all appreciate how big a metre is. So, that circle there, the width of that circle, is 1 times 10 to the 6 metres. So, you've got a few sort of things that fit quite comfortably within that circle. Rwanda, West Virginia, the Grand Canyon. There are some smaller moons and things as well. So, as I was saying, um, 100 billion is 1 times 10 to the 11. So to try and appreciate how big that number is, it's much, much bigger. And it's the width of this picture-ish. And that's probably an underestimate for how many galaxies there are in the universe. Now, where does this all link into my talk? In the summer, you may or may not remember, but I certainly do, Dave Sandberg did a talk on creation and he spoke all about bees. I remember the bee quiz. In fact, Emma and I finally got round to eating the heroes she won for being best at the bee quiz this week. Um, now, when Dave uh, did the bee talk, um, which he probably wouldn't appreciate in me calling it that, but that's what I remember it as, the bee talk. Um, he asked us to discuss if we feel that God speaks to us through creation. And for me, 
It's the vastness of creation through which God speaks to me. During my maths degree, we had to deal a lot with infinite structures. Um, in fact, we had to learn that there are different sizes of infinity. And I'll let that sort of just be something that you can try and let sink in whilst I carry on talking. Um, and trying to make sense of vast, infinite structures is a bit like trying to make sense of God for me. Because I see what he's created, and I see how vast, complex, and beyond true calculable measure it is. And then I consider that God created it. It's what he made. So he's much more complex than this thing. And therefore, when I look at the stars, watch a documentary about the universe, see diversity of life on our planet, it's the complexity where God speaks to me. And when I think about the fact God's bigger than all of that, that's when I feel like I hear from him sometimes. Furthermore, I also recognise that there's another aspect to our life that he created that's really important as well, and that's time. I'm going to get a little bit technical here, but I, it's sort of important to frame what I'm thinking about here. So we experience time in a linear fashion. We see one event occurring after the other. But so the whole reason God incidences and prophecy makes sense is to God, time is just another dimension. So in the same way that we see a dimension and we can see the, the visual distance in front of us, God can also see time as a distance, so to speak. It's just something he can see, and he can see it all at once. So then I do have confidence that God might be affirming the topic of my talk by delivering that advert, because he's also seen me deliver it. And when we had people come and speak to us, so when John came to speak to us, I can believe that the words that he said to people have truth, because God's seen everybody's life, and he sees it all at once, and he's using people like John to deliver a message with a purpose to help that person in their life. Of course, saying all of that, we still have to weigh and consider things when they're brought to us, um, but it's very much these things uh, that help me to hear from God, and it's this sort of appreciation and understanding so to give another example, I'm on the bus and I see rabbits in the field and I feel inclined to praise God for the beauty of the world. I have confidence that God is speaking to me about something and he's using that to tell me something. Sometimes I know exactly what he's talking to me about, like the name of a talk. Other times I don't know what he's trying to tell me. But I pray and I thank God for speaking to me through creation or whatever else it might be, nevertheless. Praying is also an essential part of hearing from God. Because quite simply, if we're not having a conversation with him, it's much harder to hear somebody. We don't tend to listen to people who we don't talk to. Um, so I'd like you to consider this passage from Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 31. 
On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the power of, by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand and heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This passage touch, touches upon some of the points I'd already spoken about and raised here. Towards the end of this passage, we see the importance of God's existence outside of time. We see in verse 28 that Herod and Pontius Pilate did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. What we see is that for these followers of Jesus, that knowledge emboldened them. The knowledge that what they were seeing around them was God's plan gave them confidence to preach the gospel. They were aware that God was speaking to them through what was going on in their lives around them, and that gave them the motivation to go on and to do his work. And as a result of their prayer, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So this passage illustrates the primary purpose of listening to God. It should give us confidence for what we are doing next in our lives. So when we receive a word, or we see something that speaks to us, it gives us confidence that we need to act on that word because we know God had planned it out for us. We don't need to know the end point. Someone else gets the benefit of the hindsight in that respect. And it's in this passage that their confidence that events from earlier in the passage, their arrest and so on, that that was affirmation from God, that leads them to boldly speaking the word of God. So, summarising, how does God speak to us? Um, and the short answer is in many ways. Um, and I won't have covered them all in this talk either but trying to bring together what I have been speaking about. Um, so firstly, he speaks to us through reading his word. Getting into the daily habit of reading the Bible in the last few years has been one of the greatest breakthroughs in my adult life in hearing from God. I, if you haven't found a way to do it yet, continue persevering. It wasn't easy for me but it has been worthwhile. For me, it was the Bible app, it won't be for all of you. But if you haven't managed to develop that habit, find a way to develop that habit. It's helped me greatly in hearing from God. And if we're going to have confidence in our faith and in what God is saying to us, we need to be more familiar with his word. And trying to get a variety of commentaries on that is important too because the Bible is vast and we'd be arrogant to think 
that we will fully understand it when we read it. Of course, we can expect God to speak to us through the passages, but hearing what others have to say on the matter is important as well. And their voices allow us another way to access what God is saying to us. Secondly, um, God speaks through circumstance. We have to look out for things in our life where we see him speaking and we have to pray into what we feel he's saying when he does speak. We need to be thankful for God incidences and we need to have faith and we need to believe that that is God speaking to us. Um, and when we allow all of these things to come together into our everyday lives, that's where God starts to speak in your everyday life. Also, God speaks to us through creation. Um, and we will all have an aspect of the universe that amazes us. We need to drill down into that and thank God for it. And we should be active in appreciating our world um, as it then allows him to speak and to build our faith. And finally, um, he speaks to us through prayer in order to empower us. Whenever he speaks, there is a power and there is a purpose. Um, and I think returning to the song I mentioned earlier, 100 billion times, this other verse sort of tries to say it all really. Um, and as you speak, 100 billion failures disappear. Think about how many failures that is from earlier. And it was God's sight through all of time that led to Jesus coming to forgive us at all times. And we should trust um, that his powerful voice is there to direct and guide us in our lives too. You need to expect him to speak, listen to him, and expect that it's going to lead you to something meaningful in your life or the lives of others around you when he does. That's it. Good. Thank you. That was awesome. Okay, we've got a bit of time. So before we rush off, um, I, I think we need to put this into practice. I'd like you to get into twos if possible, threes if you must, ideally with someone you're not married to. Um, and um, we're, we're talking about prayer and listening to God. So let's do some of that. Let's um, do some of that for each other. The other one that often happens to me is through other people. And so, but you mentioned that as well uh, earlier on. And so we can hear for each other as well. So let's ask God um, uh, for each other. So if you have a specific thing you've been asking for, feel free to share that with the other person. Or if you know, if you feel like you can't, maybe we can just ask God to speak to it without the other person knowing what it is. That would be very exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, so we'll take five or ten minutes now to, um, to do that in twos or threes. Um, let's do some listening to God for each other and with each other. <laughs> 